and we say all the time, you know, everybody can guard it once. Good teams can guard it twice. We have to guard it three times to be as great as we want to be. Great teams can guard it three times. Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Today, we're joined by the head boys basketball coach at Argyle High School, Russell Perkins. In 29 years as head coach, Coach Perkins has a career record of 743 wins and 222 losses. His teams have made 26 playoff, 11 regional tournament, and five state tournament appearances. He led the Eagles to a 4A state championship in 2021. Before we hear from Coach, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at Jamoti Podcast. What's up, Coach? Good evening. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good. How are you? I am I am making it and all right. <laughs> well, hey, uh, thank you so much for giving up your your evening here to talk hoops with me. It's it's an honor to get to talk with a state champion. Huh. And uh <laughs> thank you. It, it's uh, uh I always love to talk basketball. It doesn't happen very much out here in Argyle sometimes even when you win it. But it's uh, uh it's 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 quite an honor to be with you. Well, I, yeah, and and I mean that uh you're one of those guys where I mean, I've been able to watch your teams uh, a bunch over the years. I love how they play. Um, and and then also, I think it's important when, you know, in this coaching fraternity, uh, you know, there are some of those guys that any, anytime somebody mentions their name or or their name comes up, it's 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 always positive things. And, and you're, you have one of those names that people really appreciate the way that you do things and how you coach your guys. Well, Thank you again. As I, I don't know if you've talked to the same people that have been <laughs> talking to me. Uh, there's there's a lot of people that disagree with the way I do it, uh, but that's part of it. Those parents know. graduate though, so <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes that's good and bad. But uh, but yeah, that's a uh, it, it, it is an honor, and, and uh, I, I think it's a uh, uh, there's no better profession for me and what to do, but just. When you walk down the hall with another teacher and, and a kid calls you Coach Perkins and they call them Mr. Whoever, it, it, it just means something. And uh, uh, that, that's always been important to me when I was growing up with the coaches I had. And I, I uh, it just, I, I love that when I go to weddings and funerals and when I go to, uh, or my kids that I coach have kids now. And, and I get to hear about that and see them, you know, they, that's what I'm still coach. And that's, uh, that's all I ever wanted to be. I love hearing that. I love when the, the calling of being a coach means so much to somebody. And I think your kids, your players end up feeling that, you know, from you, the way you treat them and, and, and probably the way you keep in contact with them even after they're, they're done playing. Well, we try to. My, my brother is a pastor in Georgia. And as much as he was called to be a pastor, uh, I believe I was called to be a teacher first, you know, and then I get to coach also. And so, uh, but I, that's always been something special to me. I, and I, I believe that, that I was called to do that. And uh, uh, last year was pretty special uh, to get to do it with a group of guys like that. But I've had lots of really good teams and special guys uh, that maybe just didn't win as much as those guys or, or didn't get on that run. But, uh, uh, but it's a special thing to get to do. Yeah, I mean, you can probably look back over your years and say, yeah, this team had the talent, had the ability, this team had the talent, but there is a little bit of, I hate to say magic, but there's a little bit of of, of luck and, and the right things happening and in the right situations that have to line up in order to make a run like you guys did. Without a doubt, and, and you have to have a group of unselfish kids who care more about uh, the team than they do themselves in, in a lot of ways, and, and that's... Uh, becoming harder and harder to find mm. uh, with, it, it, I mean, with all that's in the news with it, it's of course the NBA is easily seen that way, but the transfer portal and yeah. uh, the number of times that uh, people just talk about how many offers they have and uh, all, all those different things uh, seem to uh, uh, take away from the one goal that I want. And that's for Argyle to have more points at the end of the game yeah. than whoever we're playing. And, uh, but I, I had a group of kids, and I, I often have a group of kids that that really want that to happen, and, and uh, uh, 
uh, those guys are a whole lot of fun to coach. We are smack dab in an age of, of self-promotion and it's even hard. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm doing this podcast and my, my, I got to remember what the main thing is. The main thing is hopefully to have some great conversations about basketball with great coaches that help other coaches, players, and parents maybe, you know, further their own development and knowledge. Even if anything else, I'm getting a ton out of it. Like I, I get to talk with you, but in that age of self-promotion, it's just such a hard, it's a fine line that, you know, kids have to, uh, to be on it, you know, and, and, and everything was social media and, you know, comparing and how you can fall into that trap so easily. I think as coaches, we have to be aware that too, you know, you see things happening well for others and you start to think, man, what's wrong with me. And, and you, but like you said, you got to keep, the main thing, the main thing, which is Argyle at the end of that game having one more, at least one more point one more. Uh, than their opponent. I, I love that clarity. And that's a uh, – we talk a little a lot about that. Uh, uh, we don't talk a whole lot about individual things, very limited individual statistics and individual things that go on. But they uh, – I, I, I think that's a, a hard part uh, to do. But uh, – uh, I, I think it's critical uh, for the way we play, uh, uh, especially on the defensive end of trust and help and, and all the things that go with that. Uh, you know, I, I think the social media environment is, is a danger to that. I'm yeah. not on that. I'm, I'm the worst. And it's, and it's not just because I'm old. I teach math. I know a lot of things with technology, not as much as my son and not as much as I need to, but uh, I just don't do those things. Uh, more so because I, I think it's, it becomes the comparison thing and detriment to me and my team and my kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I, like you said, I just try to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's just Argyle. And no, I, I think it's wise. I, I, I try to toe the line between, uh, you know, being at a small private school where a lot of these players don't necessarily have aspirations to go on and play college basketball, I think we can kind of try to create an environment like yours where, you know, we're trying to uh, play a certain way that is, one, it gives us the best opportunity to win, but also it's fun and it, it's fun to watch and it's an exciting style. But but then within that too, it, it is that they have to be selfless. But mm -hmm. then that but then that line of making it also fun for them and and, and creating even an environment of social media where maybe our as a program, we can celebrate celebrate our individuals so that they don't have to themselves as much. Uh, but but it's coach, it's hard. Like I don't, I don't know if I have it all the, all down the right way. Well, once again, you're showing why you're doing this and not me. You say it a lot better than I do because we we do celebrate our kids uh, uh, with with what we do and and the, and the people who run those things. But uh, I I have a hard time kind of doing that. I probably need to get better at it. Well, but you no, know, obviously, I don't think what you're doing, it, it, you know, it's working. <laughs> when you when you when you have the success, and and again, and you you've probably had opportunities where you've had it before, but you know, it just it just really worked out well. And the culture that you guys, I, you know, Coach McCaslin is a friend of mine, and, and uh -huh. so I, I was able to see him a few nights ago. He spoke at a church here in, in Grapevine, um, and uh, and or Colleyville. And I was able to go and just listen to him. But, you know, he talked about his kids being at your school and the culture of the program. And and it was just, yeah, like it, it, you have you have and have built something that I think every coach is, is trying to build. What are maybe some tips or things that you're doing in your youth junior high levels to maybe build some of this momentum um, and culture that leads them to be excited about playing at the high school level for you? Well, the, the thing about Argyle is uh, no matter what kids are involved in, uh, the expectations are extremely high. And uh, whether the classroom and uh, my second sport is competitive math, and, and I work a lot with those kids doing that. Uh, but, you know, we, we try to, I do not have, uh, it's something that I wish I could do because I teach math and some upper level math classes. And because I coached this competitive math class, I did. I don't get to go to the junior high hmm. and, and work with the practices. I have a great staff down there, uh, Coach Nick Price and 
Coach Brown Barry doing a great job with our seventh and eighth graders of just creating a great environment uh, of doing like, some of the things we do, but they get to coach them uh, just because I'm not there. But uh, again, a presence at games, our kids go to the games uh, to try to watch them play some. And, and uh, uh, we do all that we can. Our camps are huge in the summer yeah. of just getting them there and, and providing some open gym times for them. Uh, those kind of things of just introducing ourselves where it's fun for them to be around basketball. Uh, I think that's uh, uh, crucial to kind of what goes on. Uh, but the expectations of every program at Argyle, uh, sometimes that's very, very high and it's hard to meet. Uh, but I, I think that is established uh, through our community uh, and, uh, and their parents and all the things they know that it takes to get that done. And so uh, I, I need to be more involved with our youth programs and I would like to be and see some of that stuff, but uh, uh, taking care of my kids is plenty. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I, that's a great point right there. Sometimes I think players and parents forget the fact that we also have families right. and we also have kids and other responsibilities. I, I don't, I mean, I have a pretty sweet gig here at faith where I, I'm not, I'm not in the class. I'm, I have AP silent study hall, which is the joke around here, uh, <laughs> silent study hall. So I have some time to do some things, you know, but you have uh, this whole other part of your profession that you're very involved with. But I think, you know, for anybody, a lot, of, I think the people that listen are in DFW. So definitely know about Argyle uh, high school and not just basketball, right. but you did nail it. Uh, there are only a few communities, I would think in the DFW area that, you, the culture is in the town and that's kind of the beauty of high school athletics a little bit. And you, and sometimes you feel like at these bigger schools, it's kind of lost because you got select basketball. It's so important. You got kids that just come in and out at any time. And, but at Argyle, you, you grow up, you know, wanting to be great. The expectations to be great. The only thing I could compare it to is when I was at McKinney high school, we played Highland park. And Highland Park would roll in on their double-decker buses and walk out. And the feeling was, and it's not Dave Peel. Dave Peeler is one of the, most, the kindest, humblest, most incredible, great guys. Incredible man. But it's the culture of that city. Those kids will walk out and it's like, we are Highland Park and we're going to beat you. Like it was just in them. And so the I guess the trick is, is like, you know, if you don't have that town and that mentality of parenting and the culture right. of sports growing up and, and everything like you said they do, man, figuring out how to capture that, that's that's tough. Yeah, and to foster that excellence, kind of winning day by day, drill by drill, possession by possession, effort by effort is, is uh, we talk about that constantly with our kids, to earn the right to get to play big games. And you do it when no one else is watching and, and uh, all the little things that everybody, of course, does. Uh, but when when they put that jersey with Argyle on it, sometimes it, it, it does help uh, because of the success. And not just from what I have done, because they were unbelievably successful before I came here nine years ago. But they, uh, uh, but the history, yeah, it's a rich yeah, history. Just, yeah. And, and, and it's like the, the community just expects, expects effort. And I, I think that's a, a, that's a very, yeah, that's a great thing to be a part of. Coaches, the Jamoti podcast is powered by Biology. What's your BSA score? The Biology Skill Assessment is the only verified skills metric endorsed by the NIA and NJCAA to discover and develop the best talent for your team. This 10-minute, 100-shot test can be taken for free today on the Biology mobile app. Elevate your game. Uh, what is your favorite culture-building activity? Well, uh... Of course, the way we do things and what we do is very important at Argyle. And, and uh, I guess I'll do like most people and give you two different things. But the first one is an unbelievably negative thing, probably. But uh, in the off season, we do a we have a, a, a thing called Wonderful Wednesdays, and uh, uh, they're not very wonderful. They're <laughs> unbelievably hard, uh, and I, I think they're hard. And I, I haven't had many kids go play college basketball but the, the ones that have have all told me that what we did on Wednesdays was harder or as hard as anything that they had to go they had just gone through it uh, but I, I started it man 20 25 years ago 
Uh, and it was as kids move in and move out, you have a different team every year. Uh, I found it harder and harder to, to get kids to all buy into togetherness and, mm-hmm. and being the same thing. And so I, I just started this wonderful Wednesdays and, and, and I will tell them for 45 minutes, they have one common bond and that's to despise me. You know, they can, they can buy in that together and, and they don't like what I make them do and what they get to do together. And, and for 45 minutes and then when they leave, they can talk about it. And, and uh, I, I really think it helps bring us together and go through some things and, and know that we're, no matter how bad it is, we are going to get to the end of it and, and be better because of it at the end. And so uh, I, do you I mind sharing a couple of things that you're maybe just a few things that your wonderful Wednesdays, uh, you know, are made up of? Yeah, we, we plan it uh, over. So our, 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 we're still, I've never taught on a block schedule. And so, you know, we, we, we don't get to 60 minutes. So we, we've got about, 50, 55 minutes in class, but by the time they, you know, we have a class in the middle of the day, by the yeah. time they dress and you got to get them out to dress. So uh, it, it gets down to about 38 minutes, probably. Exactly. Yep. To, to try to get through and we use all of them, but uh, the, the Wednesdays we've got it down and I've done it so long uh, that there's a system. The kids kind of know what's going to happen that, that I've been there for a while, but it, it's about a 32 minute system. And, you know, so we, we work for eight minutes. And we take about a minute break and then we work for another eight minutes and we take about a four minute break. And then that at the first of this year, that's all we do. That first Wednesday is we just do two quarters and uh, we call them quarters. And then we try to build up. All right. Hey, tomorrow, this is going to be our first time to do three. Mm. And we get to where we do four and then a little overtime by the end of it. And uh, and so there uh, we of course, it's running. You know, and, and sometimes if now that we do it after school, we can't ever use a ball. And so we did. We always stop uh, and we do a thing. We, we call it 100 trips. We do that with a basketball. We did it during the period. And so we make 100 trips in that 32 minutes, four 25 minute segments. And it's one on one, two on two, three, three man passing four all the things that you can do with a basketball. But we just don't stop running. Uh, doing those things not a whole lot of shooting type things but just running but a lot of it is just running Uh, but we have a week where we do stations and we do that a couple of times we have a uh, we do a Syracuse running day that everybody has that four quarter system that they do and then uh, the last Wednesday if if nobody has asked (laughs) and we've kind of kept it a secret from the ones who are new the last Wednesday, we just go out and play. Nice. And we play some speed football and some speed soccer. They get more tired on that day than they do <laughs> uh, ever. We went to a new – we actually moved to a new school this year, a new building. Oh. And that don't, didn't have a place to do that this year. And mm. guys were not very happy with me because we just did some running uh, on that Wednesday. But that, so that, that becomes – and my wife has always kind of made them cupcakes at the end and – we have Gatorade for them instead of just nothing. And, and so those kind of things at the end, and we really celebrate the seniors that that's their last one that they ever have to do. Uh, and, and just kind of make that a big deal uh, through off season. And that's kind of how we build I love that. that through off season. And, and it's not a boot camp. I've heard of that kind of stuff. I, I guess it is, but it's just bringing them together a little bit more on and, and the kids who aren't there that day for whatever reason. Uh, some of them are very good reasons. Some of them aren't very good reasons. <laughs> some of um, them are strategic. <laughs> yes. I do not have to police that. Oh, wow. You know, the, the kids the kids do that mm. the next day when we showed up. Uh, one, one year, we had a blood drive. Uh, and a, a kid chose to give blood in the morning. Well, then he was couldn't do fourth period. Right. Uh, that didn't go over very well with with me or or the or the or the team. He could have gone after lunch because it was still then. He could have done that and then did it after. That's not a bad thing. Giving blood's an awesome service thing to do. All right, but uh, you got to be organized. But yeah. for our kids, it yeah. was it was something that he chose to do instead of be with them. And so that's one thing. Uh, that that we do. I don't know if that's enough information. Oh, it's great, and and I like the fact that it's different things. So it's not you know every Wednesday 
you got so we run a separator it's 20 suicides in 20 minutes i got it from calipari back in the day right. and you know but and, and we do that quite a bit but it the whole point is that for them to the, doing the same thing we they start to feel i can run faster i get more break in between i'm not dying right. like i did but I, I like the i like how you have the different ideas and variations from week to week it may Im immediately when you said it 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 made me think of the movie miracle with uh, uh with the hockey i thought oh he's that he's pulling herb out there yeah. <laughs> they, and, uh, but so and what we start with the very first day they know it's going to be bad only two quarters we set up trash cans around the gym because we know some kids aren't going to be ready especially the new ones we we do revisit that at about week eight okay instead of two and and they we all ask them all the time how how, how well not that it's, it's about weeks five or six sorry because we usually only have about eight to ten but uh anyway they uh you know how, how much better do you feel now than you did the first day yeah you know uh, but mental toughness that, comes from that you know feeling like oh yeah i can up. go farther now and what's the what's your second thing uh the second thing is is uh, uh I, i'm a huge proponent of overnight trips uh with our team to a tournament even early in the season if we can do that and and just bring them together i i'm still the bus driver i drive the bus to every game nice uh so and, and so i really encourage i don't mandate it but i encourage our kids to ride the bus home and uh that's our kids all do uh, I think they think that I've I've made them that it's a requirement, but it's really not. I'll never tell a parent they can't have their kid. I don't think that's a you'll lose point. that battle. You'll yeah, lose. I don't, that. I don't want to do that. But I do encourage them all the time because the some of the best memories I've had are me driving the bus and they don't hear. They don't know I can hear them, mm. and whether they be singing or talking or uh, building forts or whatever they're doing is uh, uh it, it that i can hear our team change throughout the year and so i i think that's very i think the overnight trips kind of help with that kind of bonding stuff we do have uh some team dinners uh i don't participate in those kids act different around me uh every once in a while especially if we get deep in the playoffs the parents will mandate that i kind of come that it's a big deal and they're the kids act like different than the, around yeah. than they do around when they're by themselves and so so we do some things uh together as a group and and uh, all the things that, that that other teams do as well but uh i think those two things that the camaraderie developed in a locker room and on a bus after wins and losses is different uh uh i, I think it's critical to just being around each other and and uh ha having fun so that you keep fun as that that's an important part of what we're doing is that it's supposed to be fun uh winning is more fun for me uh but but having fun is something that i want to encourage them to do i love the idea of them traveling together and i think it, you know we lost that in covid and i mm. don't know i don't know about you we had them all go set like we had a, everybody go separate uh to everything and and and, and being at a private school, it's a little bit different just because a lot of they don't live around each other anyway. Right, right. You know, but I, I do think we lost a little bit of that, uh, you know, in, instead of after a game going home with your parents and who knows what that conversation's like, getting to stay right. with each other and, you know, celebrate when it's a good night and maybe yeah. work out some things when it's not. Let me ask you this. So my, Tommy Thomas was my high school coach and he, we didn't talk after losses. What yeah, it was just you could, oh he would not allow talking after losses. We had to be silent. What is your approach to now last year? If you can thirty-one and one last year, so that one time. But yeah, I'll think about past, it again. And you, like you said, it was Highland Park, so I should have known. I would have been away. <laughs> we're better than you, and we know it. Like that's that's just the <laughs> feeling I got. And they were, <laughs> but but uh, I, I really don't harp a lot on that. Uh, and, that's going to be one of those things uh, that I, I don't talk to my team after a game about the game. I, I don't do that. Uh, I want to watch the film. I want to yeah. separate a little bit. And, and that's so what they do on the bus, as long as they're not out of control, 
uh, I, I just know that there's going to be an, the sun's going to come up the next day. I've lost yeah. a bunch of them and we've got a chance to learn from it and get better. Now, uh, I don't want them to be, and, and I, I've never had to address that. I don't think Yeah, kind of crazy. If it, if I did, it was an individual who was more trying to show out that he didn't get to do play as much as he wanted to play, but that's not a, a that hasn't been a problem, but, uh, I, I think it's important we're together after we don't win. Uh, I think it's important we're together after we win, but not so much talking about the game. Yeah. You know, and I so think it's on. a great perspective that, that we can all remember is that one, it's high school sports. Majority and, and not all the guys have aspirations to play after. And we have to remember ourselves that our self-worth is not wrapped up in whether or not we lost as a coach and so we can't have their self-worth be wrapped That's up in that right. either as much as, as as much as i want argyle to have one more point than the other team right uh, and the kids that i teach i do not love them depending on their math grade and the same thing with this it's i have to make sure that that's the same however i will say <laughs> that the aau select basketball oh there's another tournament next week I have, I, I don't, I think that has changed throughout my career that the kids, oh, if I lose the first game of a, even a pool play tournament, there's a chance that I can still win the tournament. Yeah. That's not, I don't like that mentality uh, of, so, you know, in our drills, we try to win and our practice, we try to win and our, you know, everything we do is trying to win because I do think that's a dangerous thing that AAU brings that e even I talk to kids, Oh, we lost the first game. So we didn't even play hard. The rest of them. Yeah. Winning, winning a, a, each game there. It seems like it, there's less value in it. Like our, our, we, we kind of have a goal for each game. It's to be one and know at the end of the night, right? Regardless of what's happened in the past or what's happening two or three hours from now in a tournament, you're like, just be one and know right now. So don't hold back. Give your very, very best. Don't think about the future. And I do think hard for, I mean, I've coached select ball. It's hard in my own mind not to think, okay, this one's a little bit out of reach. We yes. got a game in three hours. That's right. These guys come on out. Hey, you know, like it's a, it's a real thing, but it is. There's a purity of what we're trying to do with high school basketball that right. give your very, very best no matter what all the time. And, and uh, so I, I, you know, having, I, I don't know if that answers everything, but that's no, it's great. What's the best thing that you've borrowed lately? The, the uh, again, I, I mentioned that we don't do kind of the same things where I, I have, uh, or I'm trying to, to sh see how we shoot the ball. We don't shoot it as well as you guys do. And, and, and as fast people think we play slow, uh, but we, we take, I think we take a lot of shots, uh, but they're all, we want certain shots. And so right. one quick stat in the playoffs last year. So we played seven playoff games. We shot seven, what we would call long twos. That's, that's outside of 16 to 18 feet, long twos. Five of, we made two of them. Mm. We got the offensive rebound on the other five, but uh, three of them were at the end of quarters where that we had to get it up. Uh, you know, that, that's the shot that we kind of ended up with. No big deal. But our opponents shot 68 of them. I was going to say, you know, anal with analytics, you're, you're shooting the highest percentage shots and the shots that are worth the most if you're only shooting seven of those in seven right. games. That's, that's incredible. And, and so because there's not a shot clock, we're not going to shoot a pull-up jumper off a pick and roll from the, unless there, 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 again, there are exceptions. There are kids who can't finish at the rim and for them, that is a layup. Yeah. And, and so we do, you know, we do allow it and we do do some different things, but our kids know that. And so, uh, uh, I, I, I think that's going to be something that, that, that we concentrate on is our shot selection is, is things that we practice every day. Uh, so you mean maybe allowing them, so shot selection is anytime I get to talk with anybody about shooting, uh, that's where we begin. 
right. shot selection because if you don't have uh, language within your team that everybody can understand, that's not vague, that little t- – when you say, when a coach says, hey, only good shots right now, well, little Timmy thinks yeah. that's from <laughs> – well, I'm Curry, so that that's from the volleyball line. You know, if you if we so you have to start with shot selection. Are you talking about you know this year maybe allowing them to shoot quicker if it's within their range? Or what, what are you what are you adding? Well, uh, what we're trying, what we're having to do now more of, or what I'm trying to do more of is using our better shooters as initial screeners mm. through back picks and Spain action, and then getting them popped out uh last year uh or many years that we when we have had uh uh, people just won't let us shoot it very often if they just let us stand there and catch it we don't want people to stand there and you know shoot shoot, catch and shoot threes and all the things that go on so when people run us off the line uh we're not great at attacking and and even driving and kicking and and things like that. So uh, what I'm borrowing, stealing yeah. more of, and it's more of European stuff, I think, more than anything else, is is uh, using our better shooters as screeners and to initiate action. And now they've got it. They're not going to leave those people as much. So it frees our kids who don't shoot it up as well, maybe to get a shot they can make. And then you got to respect that back pick or you got to respect that a little bit. And if our kids can pop it out and shoot it, uh, you know, maybe it frees them up more without having to have uh, a lot of dribble penetration, drive and kick things. And so that, that's yeah. what I would say that I borrowed more of if, uh, on a basketball term. More of I love that. I, I think what it'll do is make the defense is going to have to choose. Like I love putting us in positions where the defense has to choose. Right. They're going to have to choose to help off of your good shooter onto an action that makes somebody dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, either a back pick or off a ball screen, that whoever is going to the basket or has the ball, they're going to be dangerous because of that screen. You have to choose how you deal with that. Um, I, I think you're, I think you're going to love that. Uh, and then it'll be interesting to see if, you know, uh, if more switching happens or yeah. if people start to help off of those shooters and, 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 but then you 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 start to have better space and closeouts happening with those guys. Yeah, it could be fun. And hopefully we can that makes it easier for our guys to dribble attack against longer closeouts that have to come guard us out there. And so that's and and you know it, we, that's okay. That, that 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 that'll be good and easier for us to attack those. Uh, and uh, ho- hopefully that's what we can do. So I, that's what I have spent uh, have spent most of our my time in the spring and summer kind of trying to experiment with and and we've done it you know with our kids this season I love that yeah I I think uh, Matt Garnett uh, if you're familiar with MG uh, basketball so I've been oh, working he's, a, he's an Abilene uh, yeah he was there for a long time so he uh he, he has a great idea he talks about uh you, you either have to cash in or or you have to cash in on an advantage that you have or you have to transfer it, right? Cash in, or I'm going to attack and then create another advantage. Transfer, they can cash in. And I think when you start to take the that's make the the, the decisions, that's simple. Yeah. Hey guys, when you catch it, can you cash in on it? If not, you have to transfer either with a one more, or you're going to attack off a long closeout yourself. I love that. Yeah, I do too. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, you know, I, I do know that you play fast and I know. So, but I, I looking at scores if somebody sees 48 <laughs> to 40, you yeah. know, they don't assume 40. we get upset if they get to 40. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. See, I was going to say, and, and the, the basketball purists will cringe when I say this, you play too good of defense. Your defense is so good that I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming uh, it time is spent on that end more. Like uh, the, Yes, we do it first every day mm-hmm. defensively. Okay. And that so I think that implies the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, on the other end, we I tell our kids we work offense because we have to think more offensively and mm-hmm. and we want to be tired and, and get better at that. But I actually mean I actually mean in a game you're spending more time on the defensive oh, end. Without a doubt. Because you're grinding. Like and you, you know, you're, that, the thing that I try to convince our kids 
is we're willing to play defense. Yeah. For and and everybody thinks that I would be against a shot clock. I, I am all for it. I would be all for it because we will play defense. If I for, if my kids only had to play for thirty five seconds, absolutely, they would they would get after it for thirty five seconds. They I think know. the good defensive teams will still they will benefit from it. Oh, they're going to end up taking bad shots at the yeah. end of shot clocks because we're not going to give anything. And thirty five seconds, you're not getting nothing. Yep. you're going to have to be willing to run some actions, and and we say all the time, uh, you know, everybody can guard it once. Good teams can guard it twice. We have to guard it three times to be as great as we want to be. Great teams can that. guard it three times. And if you can do that, you know, we got to be willing on both ends to make that happen, you know, to, to, for shot selection-wise. But then kids kids won't wait that long. And so, uh, but yeah, I, I think the, the importance of that def- defensively yeah. uh, is – just the willingness to, to to play defense that long is something that I'm proud of our, my guys for, and we we encourage that. Our kids know it. I think it takes a lot of discipline on their part, a lot of discipline on your part, because I think I've an area that I've struggled over the years is because of our uh, fast pace pushing nature, and with shot selection, uh, we define you know, quick shots or open shots in transition that, that we're comfortable with. We, we define shot selection differently than other people probably Correct. do. Yeah. But I feel myself in the, those years where like a few years ago, we were going pack line and, and I really taught what I thought was solid pack line man-to-man principles. But the problem with that is we were sitting on that end for 45 seconds yes. and I'm sitting there on the bench going, coach, this is, it's yeah. too long. Like we, we need the ball back. <laughs> and you wanted to shoot it and a lot. You know, I don't, I would think your kids would want to shoot it in a hurry. Yeah. 12 seconds or less to yeah. find the, the best shot as fast as possible, but, but not bad shots. And that's the, oh, that's the, and it's that's a big, the, but we tell it's one, it's one stat. Uh, again, I do, I do a lot of stat stuff and analytics are what they are, but we don't talk individually about it. But one stat we do pay attention to is our opponents that we're going to play. So, you know, huddle has made it so easy to get yeah. home and different stuff. But uh, especially in the playoffs, uh, you know, maybe I have, I don't know, three or four games, you know, not, not the whole season, but against good teams. How many times can that team score if they have to complete three or more passes? Ooh. How many? And we, we chart that. I stat that. I want to know. If we get them to three, just three, that ain't yeah. a lot. <laughs> but if we can, depending on who we're playing, sometimes it may be a little more, sometimes, but three is our minimum. If we can get a team to who's not used to it to make three uh, passes, our kids know what we want. Yeah, it's, it's they're not gonna they're not gonna score on a consistent basis. That's a have. cool stat to think about right there. Yeah. So instead of who's shooting it, where they're shooting from. I just, we just count number of passes on the offensive end and, and do they score when they do that? And uh, uh, that's, it, and it puts something in our, our it gives our kids a concrete thing. Even the kids on the bench can count to three. That's right. And so when they get to three, especially if it's in the second half and it's a close game and they get to three, our kids will start yelling at, that's a big thing for us to, we got them. And maybe that's something that uh, – anyway, we, we concentrate that. I think it helps us concentrate defensively to keep playing. Uh, I, I, like I said, I think it's a great stat and, and uh, definitely one that I think we have to look at. I'll, I'll take that stat and look at us um, because our the way that we flow and the way that we play, if our, our we, we really rely on spacing and deliberate cuts that create double and triple gaps that are really hard mm-hmm. to guard. but you know, and we call it flow. Can we flow long enough if we have to not get antsy, not turn the ball over, not take a shot that is less than what we would call our best. So that's a good, that's a good thing to think about. It's, it's, again, it's just concrete for our kids because defensively, I think it's hard for them to do a possession thing concretely. I think it's, I, I just think it gives them something to, that they can count. The Jamoti Podcast is powered by Sideline Interactive. 
Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high-quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities, and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products. So part of part of doing this that's been really fun is I'm going to create a, a pretty big uh, a spreadsheet of shooting games because mm-hmm. I think every coach has their one or two that, man, there's so many good ones out yeah. there. But if I could choose, like, what would our kids want to do or this is my you know favorite one. So, Coach, what's your favorite shooting game? All right, the art and it's probably one everybody always does, but we it, we put two minutes on the clock. Most teams go it, so it's it's a, it's a ball and a partner, and you start in the left or a corner. Got to make two in a row. Move to the wing. Got to make two in a row. Most people go uh, wing corner the five spots. Mm-hmm. Our kids do it in six. We have six spots, so we go corner wing slot slot okay. wing corner which is no big deal, but that's it added another we, – we, when we started it, we had too many kids making it, and I knew they weren't that great shooter, that great as shooters all the time and going farther. So we, uh, we just moved it to six spots instead of five. And I love it, that. It's the, only, it's the only individual stat chart that's on a wall, and everybody who goes – nobody can see it outside of our locker room. But freshmen through varsity, everybody sees who that is. And so we call it Celtic. Okay. And, you know, and I, I, I know I stole it from Peeler at Highland Park because he has a million of them <laughs> uh, stuff. But it's, we, we do a bunch of them, but that's our fav- my favorite one. And uh, so right now, even today, uh, I, I printed off. So we've kept up from last spring through the summer and the fall. And so – uh, there's a total from for summer and fall, and then we've started for this season, you know. And so we we had three practices. We've had three days of practice. We've done it three times, and so one kid has three, some two, some one, some zeros, and so that will stay up all. Now, when you say threes, two zeros, how how are you scoring it? Uh, if they if they make two from each of the six spots in two in two minutes, then that's counted. They made it. Okay. Oh, sorry. they have that many completions. Three, yeah. two. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. That's so okay. that kid has made this one kid who has three. He's made. I've got one kid that's three for three, and so you know he made two shots in a row at six different spots in two minutes, three different times. Awesome. And so, uh, and then we keep with that a personal best, a PR, and and uh, and in a school record. And so this that kid set the school record at 14, uh, 14 spots just two weeks two weeks ago. And so wow. the record had been 13, now it's 14. So that's big and bolded, you know, in our locker room. But every so kid they, they don't just stop when they, don't they get stop. it. They no. keep going. They're so trying make, to break Yeah, first, making it is six, six two in a row. Six. But yeah. go back. And keep, or do you go across and start again, or do you just go back? No, they around? start stay with her. They got to make four. They make two, and then they got to make two more. Yeah, come back. So up. we we do a shooting game called Beal shooting, which it has the same, but it's the five spots. You got to make spots. two in a row, and right. then you get this. You go to your favorite spot and shoot bonus shots after that. Oh, yeah. So like you have to conquer it. But I love the idea of we don't shoot middle or top of the key threes uh, because we're offset. So our yeah. flow yeah. has we're two alleys. Yeah. Right. And so the slots, like that makes a lot of sense. I'll tell you, uh, tomorrow during athletic period, <laughs> we will do Beal. But it, for the first time ever, it's going to have the corners, wings, and slots because I don't know why I never thought of that. Like that's how we play. Right. So why am I having we, a top? We are too. We're, we're yeah. that way. Four round one or most of the time or we're in those spots more than we are right at the top. Yeah. But, but that's uh, – and we – it's it's no for us, and this is what we do in math with our number system. We either PR or we PU. I mean, we're trying. We either stink or we get a personal rate. We're trying to get a PR every time that we yeah. do. Yeah, is what I want. That we we want something for them to get up there. And so for some kids, six is a personal record. That's it. If they can get to seven, they're fired up about it. That's awesome. But uh, but then all right. So that one 
sheet of paper is on our uh, in our locker room, and and I have I have during a timeout pointed out <laughs> to everybody. Have you looked at that board lately? <laughs> yeah. If you know, have you even glanced at it? Because that one more to that kid who's at the top when you shot a contested one, or or you even shot one, then then that's something that you know we, we don't have to say a lot, but it's it's pretty obvious of who we want to shoot the ball more than the other guys. And so uh, I think that's a hard thing to tell kids that you can, you know, green light and yellow light, and there's all kinds of rules and stuff. But out of these dozen kids sitting right here, have you looked at the board on who needs to shoot it more? Coach, you nailed it. You nailed it. Shot selection is probably one of the most personal things to players. Uh, They really don't like to hear – uh, anybody say that's not a good shot. You can't, you know, that's not your shot. Don't shoot yeah. that. So that's tough. Uh, Especially but, the confidence and yeah, how shallow, how, how shallow it is for so many kids nowadays. And, and but it's also one of those things I think a, mo- a majority of coaches struggle with, you know, creating a real sense of role identification with shooting uh, and, and where they should come from. But you nailed it. It's it's having a, you any game, but one or more games, but that are charted and charted often. So like we, we will only chart down a few games, but every game that we play, they will be saying out loud what their scores were. Mm -hmm. And you're right on the money. It's like hitting them over the head with, okay, uh, 36, 35, 62. Like, okay. (laughs) Everybody got that. You know, every day they're hearing where they're at compared to their teammates. So, when I say, hey, you know what? That was almost what we would call a seven, a wide open shot. Right. Almost a seven, but he's open for it. And that yeah. dude's sick, you know, it, it, you're right on the money. And we have, I mean, we do the same thing. We, we shoot all, every game's competitive or every shooting drill is at least competing against the gotcha basket or your score or time or all the stuff that everybody does. And, and so we do more than that. But that's the only one that we put that, that we see all the time. And, and then I, everybody I'll talk to, we have a, we shoot a three-point drill at the end. We we call the drill end on a win. And, and anybody, I've, I've got been fortunate to have to speak at a, several clinics, but I, I do it all the time. Uh, I always say this. I think it's been one of my best things that we do. Uh, so we start every practice with, last year we were pretty good, so we shot more. But this year we, we're, we're going to start with like 60 and so it's it's just a I don't care how you do it you can make your own drill up, but ours is our you know three balls on one end two on the other end and one pass and shoot threes and we got to make sixty in five minutes as a team, all of us and that's what we start with. But if uh, we have a drill at the first of practice, it's called four on zero. It's just a get loose drill forty. It's really thirty seven layups, two threes and a dunk. We got to get it done in four minutes. They know the system. They know how it works. And if we don't make that, it's we add five for each one we don't get. We just mm-hmm. go through a time where we can't make threes. Then so say, say we ended up with 39 and we didn't get to the dunk. So now we're at 65 at the end of practice. And then I keep up with that throughout practice. And if a kid is in the wrong position defensively or doesn't block out, I'll add one. If they take a charge, I might take three off. If I if we do execute real well offensively. We'll take some off. I can kind of control it, but that's the only time we're going to run is at the end of practice. If we don't end our practice winning, it will be painful Hmm. at the end. And that's the only running we don't ever line up. Just I don't even do that for punishment very often. I haven't done it in years. Uh, They left the bus dirty one day and we did it the next day. (laughs) Stuff like that. Or if the locker room's not right. But, but, uh, Anyway, that, that concept for me has really helped so that we can talk about, hey, it wasn't that we did, it wasn't what happened at the end that caused the problem. We put ourselves in this situation with what happened at the beginning because we didn't do what we were supposed to do. We didn't come ready to get after it. We didn't come, you know, and, and throughout practice, we had so many errors that created this goal. Now we got to make 76 or whatever it is. And, and the other day we had to make 72. I was trying to make them run on, and they, they made it, they got there. 
and and so part of it is is that and so uh, but anyway that concept of ending on a win and you have a chance to fix everything that you did in practice yeah uh but if you don't that that was the problem uh, I, I but, think that there's something powerful there with one they want to start with excellence because they want to make winning at the end easier easier but they're human and their kids they're going to screw up but they have opportunities all throughout practice or the game to right that wrong to make up for it or to dig themselves in a deeper hole and so i i I think the game within a game and that in that even during that five minute drill they always start they they it's a good jog they run down there they shoot it but at, at the end of a minute, if they've only made 10 and we've got to get to 68, okay, now they start moving a little more. Now they start passing it quicker. You know, they, they help each other. They encourage one another, you know, and, and uh, we make a big deal if we make all three shots on one end. You know, that's a great trip for us. And, yeah. You know, we're, anyway, I, I just think that, like you, like you said, it, it just cre- keeps that – winning culture i hope throughout the time throughout the whole practice we talked about this a little bit with with your bus rides and you kind of got into it uh, with, with how you deal uh with watching the film after losses again you have to i i can think back uh, it doesn't take me long to think back to losses you'll have to really uh, go back in time but how do you handle defeat directly after a game with your team Right. Well, it's it's the same way we handle wins. I I after, you know we'll make sure our our area is cleaned up, especially if we're on the road. We're going to clean our uh, bench up. We're going to make sure we have all of our stuff, and then our kids are allowed to go see their families and and friends and the people who came because they're going to ride home with me all the time. So we we do that. I, I get away from them and and don't do it, and and they. I tell them every year, they, the ones that have been with us now know, we're not going to discuss what happened, winning or losing. Uh, and I've always said, if, if we win, well, for them, even for a lot of them, it's not just winning and losing. It's how much they played or how many points they scored. I mean, they're still on that yep. more than anything else. And, and did they embarrass themselves uh, in any way, shape, or they think in any way, shape, or form? And so... Uh, most of them would rather talk to their girlfriend than listen to me at, at right after a no. game. And so, <laughs> know, but, or, or however that kind of goes. And so uh, then the next day after I've watched it and it's what every, it's what everybody says, it's never as good as I thought it was. It's never as bad as right. I knew it was. And uh, so it lets us think through it and see that a little bit. And then, then, then we can address and see some things and show some things. But that's uh, I, I've done that even before. That was what everybody, uh, if, you know, how how that was. I've I've always, and I think it goes back to playing. I played for Mike, Coach Mike Kunstad. He's an awesome man, really good. But I can tell you, after the games, I have no idea what he would have said. But uh, you mean those twenty-minute talks didn't change your life? It didn't, it didn't get into me. Yeah. And, but it, then if something ever does happen and I have to talk to us now, I think it, it is more impactful. It's just like the running uh, when you, when you have to make them do it in that rare occasion, it means a lot more. Tyler Costin, I had him, him on and with PGC. Oh yeah. He, he, he is a big believer in uh, no, uh, no pregame talk. No post-game talk, very little at halftime. And, and the whole idea is kind of a John Wooden deal. Like, you're going to do your work early and, and in practice. You, you, you're, they need to be prepared. They need to know concepts. But it's very quick reminders. But especially after the game, let them go talk to their parents. Let them go have pizza. The only thing, Coach Drew said this too, the only thing that you're going to do is make a mistake because you don't really know what happened. No. Even as great of a mind as you have, you don't know what happened, and 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 but you watch it, and I I say I think you're right on the money. I've found more often than not that after a loss, when I thought, man, we just stunk it up, you know what? After watching it last night, fellas, we're not that far off. Whoa, we're close. Yep, and we talk about that a lot. We I, I show them this all all the time. 
but that we're this close, but that little bit is the hardest part to get. No doubt. You, got, you got to get that. That little bit is so hard. And, yeah. and uh, uh, we didn't do that last night because of whatever. And, and, but it's most of the time they're correctable. Sometimes it's, it's not, but most of the time it is. And uh, you just get ready to do it again the next week. Coaches, the one thing that every team needs is confident shooters. The last eight years at Grapevine Faith, our teams have averaged 354 made threes each season. I love getting to share with coaches how our shooters train and more importantly, how they think. If you would like to enhance your shooting culture at your school, contact me directly at jamodipodcast at gmail.com. 32 years of coaching, 28 as a head coach. If you could start over again, what's something that you would uh, do differently? Uh, if I now, and I do this more now, so I guess I would have started it much sooner mm -hmm. is uh, I would have tried to uh, include the kids in some decisions that aren't that important to the actual game of what goes on. Things like we play music in practice now. And uh, uh, is that they, a stretch for you or do you like it? No, I don't mind it. They, they, yeah, they don't, I don't. As long as we turn it up really loud, they can't talk to each other about things that aren't important. Yeah. And so they, they really kind of shoot better because they're, they're not just they're if not it, distracted. If yep. Correct. If there's no music going, they'll ask about lunch or girl or whatever, or what happened in class or who got in trouble. But if it's, if it's music loud, they, from the distance they are, they can't shoot. They can't point. Up, they can't uh, do that. So, not that that, but things, uh, you know, uniforms and, and letting them get it done. We, we do a thing where if we win a game that we qualify, that puts us in the playoffs or gives us maybe now. So if we're, if when we win a game to get to the playoffs, we're guaranteed fourth in our, in our conference, uh, or the next one we win, maybe that guarantees us third or maybe, whatever. Anytime, anything that gets us kind of an advantage, maybe if we win a tournament, something like that early in the season, but then every playoff game that we win and get to advance the next day, we uh, let them wear any Jersey that they want, any player, anything that they do, just a Jersey dated, you know, most of those days, especially in the playoffs, you're just going to shoot it. You're going to do a lot of mental preparation on who you're going to play next. It's not that big a deal that you're wearing, you know, school colors and who's going to be who. I love that. I think that's a great idea that I'll definitely be uh, borrowing. I love that. <laughs> that that's been a great thing. And so now they get jerseys, and you'll get all kinds. And and of uh, and then when we do our shooting games, we will match them. I mean, my son is really good at. He coaches with me. My son okay. is our JV coach, and and it, it's hard for me. I can't figure it out. But we'll <laughs> I, we try. But we'll put the MVPs together. The former MVPs or the. Uh, Somebody will wear a Jordan Carolina shirt and then an Olympic shirt and then his Bulls shirt. Well, all the Jordans are together. That's so good. when we put them in groups, we try to break them up or small forwards if we can't do anything or teams that play in California. What, however it works, that we just make that kind of stuff up as we put groups together those days. You know, and we won't know until I get there. But, but uh, I would say those. And then things that are kind of important – uh, is I'll talk to our varsity guys. Do hey, is is there any day next week or this week that you would want to practice in the morning instead of the afternoon? You want to get up here and go from six to eight? I'm all for it. Let's do it. We'll get out. Get out. You can get off. Or do you want to everything after school like normal? Or you know, is it? Or if our girls are in the volleyball playoffs, is this something that's important enough for you to want to go that you'll want to do your work early and 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 I'm all for that. I'm up early anyway, but uh, but well, so uh, I don't. I, don't I, I think if I went and did it over again, I, I, I didn't do that. Those kind of things. Uh, do you feel like you micromanaged? I, I was in my you way micromanaged, my yeah. But uh, but I, I never got those questions asked to me when I was playing. I just yeah. came when I came, and, and sometimes it's coach. We don't care, and sometimes it's no. Let's let's do it some other time so just some things like that uh, i think uh i would encourage i just think it gives them some ownership 
uh, on some things of asking them when it comes down to who does what, when, and who gets to shoot it. Jimmy Chipwood's not going to be a decoy, that kind of stuff. We're not going to talk through that. But well, that was the dumbest piece of coaching I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll I'll make those decisions when it comes down to it. But some of these other ones, maybe. Yeah, no, I think that's really smart, and and I, I definitely micromanaged early on. Wes Watson allowed me to uh, a little too much at McKinney <laughs> High School when I was with him. Uh, but you're, I, I can't remember who told me it was like let them choose. The things that don't really matter to you, and I, th- I think shoes don't give me. I've got away from that. You let them wear whatever shoes they want, any yeah. color. Yeah, they. We don't buy shoes at Argyle yeah. High School for them. So, and so when I'm not buying them, they can do kind of you know, any I, color, any color at your school. Yeah, I yeah. do that, but I do encourage them that the crazier they are, the referees will watch them more. I like if that. You're, like if you're that. trying to be noticed. I just tell them that when I'm playing, when I was a point guard, I didn't want any official looking at my feet. And and I didn't want them to do that. Yeah. I didn't want to give them any reason to glance down and see some daffy duck looking yellow. You know, I, I you know, you might you might have sold me on that one. Uh just because I, I love the idea of everybody looking the same. Like that just do. still kind of rings true in me. And, I know. And I'm and, old like that. I, we don't do a lot of shooting sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, we don't do that. Big evidence that that helps. Nah. Anything. Nah. Of, uh, things. But I, I, I've tried to have, so, you know, our colors are red, like every private school, red, navy, <laughs> and white. Um, it's like to say, but, uh, and they're all the lions. But um, uh, I, I tried to say, hey, majority of your shoes, white, secondary colors, red, navy, or gray. Right. But, you know, now it's kind of funny. Now my son is a freshman. And my wife is like, Matt, do you realize how hard it is to <laughs> find that yeah. shoe? And I was like, no, it's not. And so, it, you know, I, it's one of those things, again, like, what? yeah, I don't want to see pink or yellow or green right. or baby blue going down the floor. But, okay, I mean, if it helps them play better, That's like, right. is it going to make them play worse? Probably not. But. Probably not. But I, I do have if, – if, if an official – uh, says, Coach, those shoes. I will tell that kid, hey, that the, he didn't. He didn't mention your massive mustache you're trying to grow. <laughs> All he glanced at is your shoes. Oh, so you got a lot of mullets going on in tonight. You got a lot of mullets there, mullets and yeah, mustaches. Uh, like, I, I will tell that kid. He's already noticed. So you better, you better keep your feet still. That's good. And if you get called for traveling one time, we may change it at. Coach, I think a lot of people know you, but after the speed round, we're going to know you even better. <laughs> All right. So first thing that pops in your head, you ready? Um, I'm fired up. All right. <laughs> uh, ice cream flavor, favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Nice. For high school, shot clock or no shot clock? Yes, shot clock. Bring it. Texting or talking? I think you should talk to them. A favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Favorite NBA player of all time? Mm, John Stockton. Love that one. Favorite coach of all, NBA coach of all, or coach of all time? Uh, I'm going to say Brad Stevens. That's a good one. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? First thing that popped in my head. That's scary. Uh, no, I'm I'm a child of the '80s, and I think I would do that again. Uh, I'm not I'm not strong enough to be anywhere else. That's right. Uh, two more. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? I have never had a cup of coffee in my life. I can't. I am blown away by how many coaches really? have have not drank. I mean, Wes Watson made me feel like everybody drinks coffee, man. And if you don't, you're you won't be a head coach. But no, no coffee. Are you a caffeine guy in any way? Uh, no, but if I have to stay up, I can drink a Coke and it will, I will stay up. And so like, if I have to drive a long way, if I'm up with my family or something, I, you do I don't Coke. drink a lot of caffeine things, but I, yeah. I cannot do dirt with water in it. <laughs> it does. Last one, uh, Godfather or Star Wars? Star Wars. Nice coach. I felt like this, the, the force was strong with you. <laughs> this was awesome. 
And I, like I said, uh, thank you so much for your time. I've, I've enjoyed watching your teams from afar and, and everything, but getting to talk with you, it's just, it was such a blast for me. Well, it's so, it's so impressive to watch y'all and uh, your teams play. And I'm like, golly, why can't we do that? But they, uh, uh, you know, and have done that for years doing that. And so what you're doing for coaches is awesome. I, I do not, uh, all I do is basketball and math. You know, I don't drink coffee. I don't play golf. I just do basketball and math. And, uh, and you're doing well. You're doing well. Well, I don't have a lot of friends. And so that's okay, too. I have one. My wife is okay. I love that. that stuff. But we, uh, but to get to talk some things and think through some things, uh, it always helps me do that. And I appreciate so much the opportunity. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.